This week's episode of the Fat Packs Podcast is brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all our phone guests appear on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. He is Eldar. This is the Fat Packs Podcast brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and Sparty Hot Cash. It brings you all of our guests on the phone line on the Sparty Hot Cash hotline. What's going on, Eldar? What's up, man? That's Captain Eldar. Captain and Eldar. I love Sparty Hack. Spar- Sparty Hawk. Uh, Sparty Hawk. There you go. Yeah, check them out on Twitter, man. This is, that's the, the first time you got tongue-tied, so congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, I, I usually do a little bit better about it, man. How's your week going? Pretty good. You Let got me, a killer headache right now. I do. I took I feel some bad for you. I took some uh, aspirin. I don't know what whatever they have over there. Yeah, I took it. Uh, you, you mentioned Spotty Hawk, and I, I love Marlon too. I, 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 I think he's a great guy. Yeah. But let me let me ask you this because sure. I, I I haven't educated you on this. So what do you think Spotty Hawk is? It's 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 an amalgamation of two things. So what do you think it is? Um. The, the the Hawks uh-huh. and the, the 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 fictional sports team, the Spartans. You are very good. That okay. that that is exactly what it is. But it uh, but more specifically, um, he and his wife <laughs> went to uh, Michigan State and Kansas, okay. respectively. So it's uh, it's taking the the Michigan State Spartans and the Kansas Jayhawks. Okay, so and, it's a, it's an amalgamation. Put them together. How did, how did that partnership come to be? Um. Between Fatpex and oh, between Spartan, yeah, he was yeah. he, uh, well. It goes back a couple of years now. He was he was a listener of the show, and um, he got into a Tops Transcendent break. Okay, and when Top well, it's still the same way. When Tops Transcendent came out, the first season that it did, it was a massive thing because it was like a. Th- it was twenty seven thousand dollars for the product. Lord Almighty! And it you know one box twenty seven thousand dollars. Um. But the stuff that were was in it was was crazy, and then I believe each box there was only there was only a handful made. Probably I think there was less than a hundred made, yeah. and there was an invitation to a Tops VIP party in Las Vegas. He's gonna be kind of stoked, yeah. Like so, about this episode, we're just like kind of going into his background, and stuff. going into his background, right? Yeah. So uh, he, I was like, hey, I put it out on Twitter. Hey, is anybody gonna get into this? Because you know. I didn't know anybody who was just flat out buying a box at $27,000. But yeah. breakers were getting it, and they were selling spots. And um, he said, yeah, I am. So okay. I said, all right, let's do this. Do the break and like have the break or whatever, and then we'll get you on afterwards. We'll get your backstory, and then you can tell us about the break and what you got from it. And uh, he was he was pretty pleased. So that was the first time he was on. And then uh, – So he started off as a guest. Yeah, and he, then he came... started off as a guest. Okay. And then uh, he just – it just blossomed into yeah. A... Mar- Marlon, the show probably wouldn't be where it's at today without without Marlon help. Nice. Marlon is a he's a great he's a great friend to have. Where's on, he stay? Is he right here? He's or? in Kansas. So that's oh, the thing. In Kansas, okay. Yeah, so he's in uh, Hutchinson, Kansas. I might be wrong there, but he's not far from Hutchinson. Yeah. So he's uh, and I might be completely off on that, but he, he lives in Kansas. Okay. And but but my guy, man, he's he's really backed the show a lot. He's one a sponsor of this show. He's, yeah, yeah. He sponsors props. It's he, awesome. Uh, he's he's a he's a well. I can tell his job because everybody knows what he is. Yeah. He's a federal probation officer. 
Okay. okay. But he but he's getting ready to retire, so he's looking for a way into this industry. Uh, and he has an eBay store and he has a following, he sells stuff and everything like have that. Have you ever like met him? Oh yeah, man. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, was, okay. that was gonna get that was gonna get into. Uh, the first like Beckett B A S day we, that we had here at the yeah. he drove down to Can from Kansas to, really? to be here. We like we went out to dinner and we had Oh, that's uh, cool. And then uh, this last year, he was at the summit as well. He he got a sponsorship for the summit. So this this um, is a huge pedigree with this entire show. Yeah, like, you've met so many people and you have so many connections, man. That's just it's so cool. It's uh just seeing it from like the outside in, you know, being kind of relatively new. Yeah. To not only this company but to the show, you know, I just right. see, you know, you got your webs and everybody. I I try to. <laughs> you know, it's it's about making contacts and everything. And then then with the Sparty Hawk, the Sparty Hawk story. This year at the National, he was a volunteer uh, at the Autograph Pavilion for TriStar. He, he was trying to find a way to get to the National. Oh, okay. So he ended up volunteering volunteering for four or five days at the National as an autograph guest. Good for him. Uh, like he just, you know, helped the... He helped the promoter uh, out with the with the guest list and everything. Good. So um, that was really cool. And now, you know, again, he sponsors this show. He sponsors props. I believe he is also a sponsor on Let Me Get That Potograph. So I mean, he's just he's in the industry now. It's awesome. And it's really cool. That's how you get in there. That's how yeah, you just you kind of make your way into it. So I, I saw on Twitter, um, you pulled and I don't want to mispronounce his name. Yeah. But what is this card worth? The Nico Heischer. 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 Nico Heischer. What's that worth? Heischer. Um, all right, so Nico. Well, you know what? Let's do this. We'll, okay. we'll get into that in just a second. Okay, okay. Uh, we got. We do need to do new products and pricing. Sure. I don't have any new products, to, uh, new pricing to announce uh, oh. to you this week. Uh, new we, stuff coming out in November, though. Uh, yeah, the new pricing. I got plenty sure. new products. N- new pricing. We uh, we had to take a back seat because our grading book went to print this week, and um, we had to bust our arses to get yeah, yeah, yeah. that out. Uh, grading. The grading book it comes out twice a year, and every year it's like it's not a surprise. Like crunch like, time, yeah, but yeah. it's crunch time because yeah. that's where you know a bulk of people make money in the hobby is on grading. So mm-hmm. um, that's where it's at. All right, new new products wise, sports wise, yep. we got 2018-19 uh, Panini Absolute Memorabilia Basketball. Love the I love the Absolute brand. It's one of my favorite brands uh, that is out there, especially the football versions, but the basketball versions do not disappoint. Uh, 2018-19 Upper Deck Black Diamond Hockey. That is out yeah, today. Yeah. Go pick that up. And, uh, Elias Pettersson is just the, the guy to be looking for there. So there you go. grab on that. Uh, 2018 Panini Rookies and Stars Football. And 2018 Topps UFC Museum Collection. This is a this I saw got that, a high I saw that UFC Museum Collection on uh, the Beckett.com. Yeah, it's got a high-end feel, man. It's, Very cool. It's really cool. So uh, that's new product-wise uh, from the sports side of things. What's coming out this week in the comic book world, man? Great week to be a geek, man. I got 2018 Walking Dead Hunters and Hunted, 2018 Star Wars Finest, and a bunch of really cool comics coming out. Um, Detective Comics is kind of gearing up towards that number 1,000. They're mm-hmm. at Detective Comics. 993, which is a two-phase story that you can get for $3.99. The next one in line is The Flash 59, which uh, has Joshua Williamson as a writer. Um, I just like like his work, so definitely go check that out. Sure. Um, Oh, uh, Rafa Sandoval is the artist on that as well. Um, Action Comics 1005. This is one I'm actually personally following. not to spoil anything, but uh, the storyline is basically revolving around Superman's estranged father who may have ulterior motives okay. about his uh, presence on Earth. So definitely check that out. It's three ninety nine as well. And finally, we have The Amazing Spider-Man number 10. That one's, uh, you know, obviously Marvel Comics. Again, um, 
<clears throat> just a uh, it's basically a black cat story that you can also get for three ninety nine. Amazing inks on that one. And I mentioned the Walking Dead Hunters and Hunted. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, so I already mentioned that, and we actually have something really cool coming out. Um, some uh, looks like some collectible cards on the thirtieth, which mm-hmm. is Friday for Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, Upper Deck, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes, uh, yes. Upper Decks, uh, they have a lot of entertainment licenses, but they, they, they I love they their I love their their Marvel stuff. Uh, Avengers it's Infinity War, they kind of quality. Like, yeah, it, it's it's nuts. Yes. they do. I mean, they do yeah, great with if, hockey. If but you I do love like their a box opening yeah. on one of those. Let me know. Yeah, I'd we like definitely to, will. Like to be a fly on the wall for that. Definitely will. Uh, plus, the sketch artists that they line up for these these products are just amazing. Yeah, uh, Mick and Matt Glebe come to mind. Uh, just. Just name it. Name a sketch artist, and they're in it. You know, yeah, and yeah. it's really good stuff. So. I actually saw this really weird, and this is more of a Beckett Whatevs topic, but sure. uh, I saw this incredibly weird like variant cover mm-hmm. this morning. Mm-hmm. It was basically Deadpool blowing um, Green Lantern's head off. Oh wow! Okay. And it said, "Thank you, Canada." You see, okay. just in in my line of work over there, you see so many weird variants. Yeah, like not only ones like from individual comic distributors, but sure. just like sketches that like mm-hmm. the artist does at like a. Like a con or whatever, mm-hmm. and man, I've seen some weird stuff. Weird stuff. I'm sure you have too, man. Yeah, but, uh, I have. So we got an interview coming up. Yeah, we do. But uh, oh. you asked me about Nico. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, um, geez, let me pull that up right quick and see, tell you what I have it booked as. Actually, you know what? I believe I have it booked three three hundred to seven fifty. Okay. Um, it's a good pull. It's a great pull. Incredible. If it's but there, the thing with that card is. Well, because like I was scrolling, I, I I know the I know the Devils logo. Yeah, because my dad was a fan. Okay, and so like I was scrolling, I was like, oh, hey, I know that logo. So and it was you, and then I was like, yeah. oh, wait, oh, he got a good pull. Right. I didn't know it was like seven hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. It just depends on the patch on that with that card. It depends on the patch. Okay. Like I'm I'm just looking on eBay right now, and there's one listed right here for nine ninety nine ninety nine. So it's. It's all. It all depends on the oh patch boy. and what's what's on there. Yeah. Here's one that's listed for two thousand four hundred and ninety nine ninety nine. Ooh. And um, but the the one that I pulled it's the most common rookie. Uh, but with that being said, there's only ninety nine copies of it. So there's that's a limited print run on there. Here's this one sold. This has pretty much a plain white swatch. It sold for one hundred eighty six. Okay. Um. It, again, one forty five. So the patch on that one, um, since it's kind of mixing all hey, the here's one three, one looks exactly like what I pulled three hundred and seventy five dollars. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. It all depends. Here's here's a plain white swatch for two hundred and fifty. I here's yeah. It just it goes on and on and on. Right here. So um, it it's a beautiful card. It's a beautiful uh beautiful thing to have. So I wanted to bring something up mm-hmm. that I and we'll I, be giving it away too. So okay. I I just uh so I I've been seeing this happening a lot in um, hobby and collectibles. Mm-hmm. It's people, and I want to know how you feel about this, just ethically. Sure. Because uh, I haven't ever seen it happen in person, but I see it a lot on Twitter. Right? Okay. So I follow a bunch of, like, you know, collectible um, sure. card, like, um, digital almanac, Twitter almanacs, and just, like, collectible profiles, right? Right. And I'm seeing a huge surgence of um, people, they, they will go to, like, a Target or whatever, and they'll, like, flip, they'll, like, mm-hmm. pad it out. Yeah. What is that? Okay, that's that's called searching, and we hate it. I, I, yeah, yeah, we hate it. I, um, I, 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 you know, I, I saw that and I saw the comments and I was just like, oh my god, yeah, all it, of these collectors are livid. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good thing to do. I, I guess you couldn't really do that in comic books, right? Because no, no, not comic books. It looks like it's exclusive to trading cards. Yeah, so because you can like apparently 
<laughs> I, when I was looking up, you could like feel the right, right, right. Especially in these. Yeah. Okay, but you could like feel like the thickness of the foil and stuff. So like, you're taking all the good stuff basically and just like leaving the yeah you the leave scraps the for so, somebody's kid to be like, oh yeah, like that's not cool. So here's the thing about that. Yeah. First of all, if you ever see it happening, take a picture. Okay. And, yeah, I saw, the, and then put it out there so he can be shamed immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so. With the, with those products, especially like Walmart, Target, uh, Kmart, if it's still around or whatever, yeah. those are designed for kids to be able to go in there and pick them up. Sure. And the chances of getting an autograph or a patch card or a jersey card or something like that. You're dealing in the common pool. It's exactly. not really gonna. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, basically, the, the the prevailing thought in the in the hobby, and I agree with it. Yeah. Is just leave that be. Let those kids have let the kids have fun with that. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Instead, what you got are a bunch of jackasses, grown grown men going in there, and literally, I've yeah. seen it with my own eyes. The video was like a fifty year old guy yeah. just just sitting there, cross, crisscross applesauce in the floor, ripping through packs, trying to fill packs. Yeah, and fill so the pack yeah. filling, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called pack searching. Pack searching. We, we completely hate it yep. in, on this side of the hobby. I guess you know, like I said, it's universal apparently. Yeah, it, it's not anything you should be doing. I just discovered it over the weekend for the first time. Yeah, and I guess I somehow missed it. But yeah, that just did not sit right with me. Yeah, don't do it. I had to bring it up. Don't do it. I never will. <laughs> That's I, just it's one of those like unethical things in in collectibles. But yeah, I, I just you know I figured you were familiar with. It. I just wanted to pick your brain about it. Yeah, it's it's not Terrible. a good thing. Terrible. It's not a good thing. All right, let's set up the show, man. We have one interview this week, and I am happy to bring it to you. It is my good friend, Mr. Rob Bertrand of All right. GTS. Uh, he hosts a a video show on on Thursday nights. He's on he's on Facebook Live, Twitter, Stitcher. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got his own TV station at this there point. There you go. There you I mean, go. He, every Thursday <laughs> night at nine nine p.m. Eastern. Okay. He and Ivan jump on and they have a, a great video show that uh, mo- you know, most of the hobby watches. Anyways, it's the Hobbies Live Show is what it, what it's tagged as, and, and it's it's a good show. Sounds good. Um, Rob is also he plays a very crucial role at GTS. And he has he in partnership with a a good friend of mine. I'm, I'm going to call Mike a good friend, and I don't think he would have a problem with that. Mike Fruitman has been my he, I call him my LCS because Mike Stadium Sports Cards in Aurora, Colorado. Oh, it's yeah. where I first went to buy cards. Oh. Okay, it's where my first yeah we got a drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. So Mike and Mike and Rob got together and put their brains together. Awesome. And last year they had National Hobby Shop Day. There was 41 participants uh, across the across the country and yep. one international, where they uh, basically it's 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 something to get you from Black Friday and Christmas shopping. It's something to okay. to fill you out there. I like that. There's prizes. There's when raffles, is the day? There's giveaways. Well, I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah. There's prizes, raffles, giveaways. The day this year, the second annual National Hobby Shop Day is December 8th. So that's next weekend. Coming up. So nice. uh, Rob wanted to come on. We didn't have an interview lined up. I said, Rob, please come hop on. And that's awesome. Rob, well, actually, Rob just jumped at it, and we, we got it all hooked up. And so he's going to tell you all about National Hobby Shop Day 2018. And then we get into a few other things, which uh, we, we talk about in the interview, but I want to let you know that the GoGTS Fat Packs end-of-year awards are going to be coming up. Uh, we're getting the survey put together. That'll be out soon, so you can vote, and then we'll have a joint show towards the end of the year, and we will uh, we will break down the product and the hobby of the year. That'll be exciting. Awesome. Very cool. 
All right, all that. And then on the other side, we got Becca Whatevs. We're going to round out the rest of our uh, sports beard slash about uh, comic beards uh, since it is No Shave November, and we, we want to uh, take care of that for you. And then uh, I went and saw Creed. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. I haven't seen it yet. I want to break that down a little bit. I, mean, I know you already like had an entire props episode about it. Yeah, but I did. I'd like to – we can talk a little bit about Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. I think we'll do that, and then we'll see what else happens in Becca Whatevs. Uh, there's, it's been a lot of crazy stuff going around. That's true. Uh, in the news that we can get to, so if we if we can, we'll get to that news that you can peruse if you so choose. If you so choose. All I right. Like that. Uh, <laughs> so, hang tight. On the other side of this break, we'll be back with Rob Beltran. Rob Bertran. No, I said Beltran. Rob ah. Bertran of Go GTS GTS Live. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chris from Slipknot. You're listening to Fat. All right, guys, coming up next here on the Fat Packs Podcast is our good friend, Mr. Rob Bertrand of GoGTS, GTS Distribution. Um, and I, I told him off air, and I'm going to tell you guys now, we didn't have a guest lined up. And Rob said, hey, you know, do you have a spot for me? And, of course, Rob, we do. So this is what I'm going to do. I know you got something special coming up uh, that you want to talk about. I'm going to lay out, and I'm going to give you the show. This is, your, this is your interview segment, and we're going to talk about this great thing that you got going on, National Hobby Shop Day. Tell us all about it, man. National Hobby Shop Day. This is the second annual in what we hope is a very long line of years to come. It was actually the idea of Mike Fruitman, who I know you are well acquainted with, of Mike Stadium Sports Cards in Colorado. He came to us last year uh, wanting to partner on an idea. He said, my shop is really slow after Black Friday and before the week before Christmas what can we do to create some sort of promotional day that would help serve as a traffic driver to stores? So what we did is uh, GTS has this uh, periodic offering called Jersey Palooza, and when retailers and breakers make, um, you know, a minimum purchase in addition to the products they get, they also get autographed jerseys or other memorabilia. Um, to use as they see fit. So we said, okay, well, let's center, you know, the buy-in around that with the idea that the stores then use that as a raffle item, and then we'll build it from there. So what we were able to do is uh, we got manufacturer involvement this year from just about everybody. Uh, We got, you know, every store that signed up in addition to what they purchased and the memorabilia from us uh, Panini tossed in T-shirts and blasters. Tops tossed in packs. Upper decks to- tossed in autographed memorabilia, promotional packs. Uh, baseball treasures. The coin manufacturer tossed in an album and some packs. eBay to the first, I think, 50 stores that signed up uh, provided 10 uh, $10 gift cards uh, for their the stores to hand out to customers. Ultra Pro. Uh, provided 50 packs of sleeves, uh, 50 top loader packs uh, to every store that signed up. And it just went from there. I mean, uh, it, it was amazing. Leaf even produced a custom Cal Ripken autograph trading card. So retailers are going to get this just monumental package of stuff. Uh, for the day uh, to use in any way really they see fit, Uh, door prizes, giveaways, uh, raffle drawings, whatever. And so on top of it, we also 
put in a an account credit of a hundred dollars so that they can uh, host a pizza party. Okay. And this year we got a hundred and five stores signed up, which we're really excited about. Last year, the first year, we had forty and one internationally, so that was forty one. This year. We got 105 domestic stores and eight overseas that signed up. Awesome. Uh, So that was how it started, what came to fruition, and now we've just been trying to get the word out to collectors to make sure to support the hobby shops that are participating. Uh, They can find a complete list of all the stores that are participating on our Facebook page, which is uh, National Hobby Shop Day. Uh, there's a pin note at the top of the page. Click on that. It'll open a, a, a list of stores. Hopefully yours is on there. And if not, be sure to let your LCS know about this promotion and to contact GTS next year. We'd love to have them. That would be great. Now, I have to ask you, Do you guys are you guys tracking sales? Like, Is there any like competition in, between the shops, like who has the highest sales that day? In one capacity, we do because um, – for the, for the store that purchased, actually, from us the most entertainment product, the first and second stores that purchased the most entertainment product get some really awesome screen-used on-set memorabilia from Season 4 of Arrow, courtesy of Cryptozoic. Awesome. Now, as far as the individual stores competing on their on their sales, we're not tracking that, but we are encouraging them all to participate from a social media standpoint by uploading and um, sharing images to our Facebook page, tagging us on Twitter at Nat Hobby Shop Day. Uh, so hopefully, you know, there'll be some competition in that regard. Sure, I just I thought it would be cool to see to see you know of these 105 shops who. Who was doing the best? I, and I guess it's kind of all going to depend on demographic, where they're at in the country and everything, or out, outside of the country. But that would just blow my mind because I know that I know that Mike's going to set the bar high. But I want to oh, see what he, he always does. Yeah, <laughs> he posted a picture of a pile of raffle tickets last year. I mean, there was hundreds, and I think I showed it to you at the industry summit last right. uh, spring. He said that every one of those represents represented a box that was sold directly as a result of the promotions he was running on National Hobby Shop Day. And he had purchased a couple of different packages and had raffled off autographed Christian McCaffrey jersey, mm-hmm. a Jerry Rice jersey, Austin Matthews 16 by 20, an autographed Austin Matthews um, jersey. So lots of cool stuff to be had. And so regardless of whether you win or not, I guarantee that you have an opportunity to get some pretty cool freebies thanks to the manufacturer promotions if you stop by your local LCS. Absolutely. You you mentioned the name you you said eBay and they donated some stuff to this. How I mean, how did you how do you swing that to get them to to get them some gift cards cuz when I think eBay, I think, you know, online sales, but are they actually giving back to the hobby shop? Oh, absolutely. eBay actually really stepped up to the plate this year. In addition to providing prizing for the retailers' customers, um, they provided every retailer that signed up a 90-day no-fee setup on an eBay anchor store with a free consultation, uh, obviously applicable to stores that didn't already have one. Uh, but if a hobby shop was, you know, thinking about, you know, needing to be selling on eBay as well, eBay was going to walk them through that whole process. In addition, eBay will be 
um, directing traffic and advertising National Hobby Shop Day on the eBay homepage as well. So uh, that was the plan. Hopefully we see that executed and uh, some traffic going to uh, the stores of those retailers so that people can uh, certainly take advantage of the opportunities that they have online. That's awesome That because, you know, like I said, you think eBay and you think online, but you, they're really pushing the hobby shop there and they're, they're giving them a great opportunity because, you know, selling on eBay, you almost have to do it, right? So it's... it's Exactly. Yeah. And if they're not, I mean, they should be. And so that, that, that was kind of the no-brainer. I mean, it was actually... I didn't even have to pursue them. I gave this presentation at the industry summit and when i was done they were like the first people that come came up to me and were like we want to be involved next year awesome that's so awesome. it was uh we met at had a face-to-face at the national a couple follow-up phone calls um uh it was my idea for them to uh, provide the gift cards they had to run it up the chain of command did so and uh so yeah it was just a, a really big get in addition to the traditional trading card manufacturers. Awesome. So I got to ask Rob, do you do you get to travel out to some of these shops and see what they're doing? I mean, I know that you're, you know, you you have an important job there and getting out might be tough, but do you get to go see what some of these LCSs are doing? I try to visit the ones that I can locally here when I'm back visiting family in Chicago. Uh, but with, you know, like 40 salespeople right. on staff at GTS, they're, they really are grassroots people that are hitting the ground and staying um, in front of the retailer. I'd like to be able to do it a little bit more, but uh, I travel six or seven times a year as it is for various events. And uh, as you mentioned, I have a ton of stuff to keep me busy here. Exactly. But I hit the LCSs here in Ohio and Chicago when I can. So let me ask you this then. Um, Look, we, again, we mentioned Mike earlier. We know what he does great. What are you seeing in these shops that you visit? What are you seeing that they do great that can you know, help other shops? Well, some of the things I think um, that they've done uh, that I've seen some shops do is just their own promotion of the day. You know, it's one thing for us to provide all of the great stuff for people to come get, but on the distributor level, we can only do so much to promote what that individual store is going to do. Sure. So the ones that have had the best success have been extremely active on social media, uh, promoting it to their Twitter audience, promoting it on Facebook uh, and on Instagram. So if you're not communicating what you're doing to your customer base, you're missing out. And not only that, people following you who may live farther than what they think is a traditional opportunity to hit an LCS, you know, an event like this might be an opportunity that they, they take the longer drive. Uh, so we were seeing some people uh, come in from a little bit farther away than might be normal just to participate. And so when you put free food in front of collectors, that's always a good thing. Couple it with the chance to win stuff. That's even better. You, you, you had me at pizza. I was there yeah, at pizza, right? right? <laughs> That's awesome. That was actually our category manager's idea last year, Mike Blumenson. He's like, yeah, what we should do is we'll offer a, uh, an account credit. They just got to mail in the receipts, and we'll put in an account credit, and they can host a pizza party. I was like, yeah, nice. So, yeah, we saw people, you know, had uh, coolers with some beer, refreshments, whatever. Awesome. 
That's so great, man. I'm, I'm, I gotta check to see if there's any uh, Texas shops doing this. There's only like five shops here in the in the DFW area, so I gotta see if any of them are participating. And if not, I'm gonna go in and say, what, you know, what the hell? Why aren't, why aren't you doing this? Because you, you definitely should be. Yeah, that's kind of my point too. I it it, it just is really a no brainer. I mean, I'll be upfront. The minimum buy in was fifteen hundred dollars. Okay, but the products that move anyway. And we had literally, I want to say, 400 SKUs to choose from. Holy moly. So if you couldn't find $1,500 worth of product to purchase, knowing that you're probably going to get about 600 in freebies back, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So uh, hopefully for all those people that have stores that didn't participate, hey, help us spread the word, and we'd love to have them involved next year. Awesome. So guys... If you're listening to Rob, what you need to do, and if, you're, if your LCS is not participating, you get on social media because social media is really the key here in pushing the word out. Get on social media. Tell them that they need to be a part of it because this, they're missing out on a great, great opportunity to bring some joy into the hobby between, between Thanksgiving and Christmas because, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a downtime there, like, like, uh, like Rob was saying, that Mike was saying. You get in there and, and just have some fun in the hobby shop and – uh, I've seen the pictures. We all saw the pictures last year. It was a great time had by everybody. So get your LCS involved to enjoy this great National Hobby Shop Day, Saturday, December 8th. Is that correct? You got it. Awesome, awesome. All right. Um, anything else you want to mention about that? Because I have some other questions I want to I shoot at you. No, I think I think that's good on National Hobby Shop Day. Awesome. What else you got for me? I want to I, I want to know about uh, GoGTS Live. What are you guys doing in 2019? You know, uh, you, you and I both we host two podcasts. That's why we're both on right now. And uh, you, you guys have a great show. You have a great live show every Thursday night. So, what do you got got lined up for 2019? Uh, well, we just hope to continue to grow uh, our audience. And uh, we've been getting some really great traction on Twitch. I encourage everyone, if you've got an Amazon Prime uh, subscription service, one of the perks that people don't may not know about is you get a free channel subscription on Twitch. Really? And so um, as that audience on Twitch grows and our subscriber numbers go up, we're going to be looking to do some Twitch-exclusive um, content. Okay. Uh, perhaps even Twitch-exclusive breaks uh, that will only be available to the Twitch audience. So that's one of the things that, that we're uh, looking at. And... I made a connection with a couple of people in the wrestling industry, and I'm really hoping to be able to get a couple of people from WWE on. That's my big. That's on my big hit list. You know what it's like getting guests. Yeah. And so that's what I'm really hoping to be able to do in 2019. But uh, to close out the 2018 season, you and I got to talk whether we're going to do um, our award show again. What yeah. do you think about that? Let's do it. You want to do it? I mean, do we have yeah, enough time to set it up? I think so. I think so. I really hesitated. I was like, man, that was so much work. Am I going to be able to do it? But I, I think I can. I think I can. So let's say it's about 80% and I'll know 100% in the next seven to 10 days. How's that sound? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. I, I would be happy to come on and do that with you again. That was a lot of fun. Uh, as I remember last year, my, my son was, uh, my younger son, and he just kept walking in the room like, hey, you got to back out. <laughs> <laughs> 
it may it may or may not have been a tribute to uh, to Mr. Chris Carlin at Upper Deck, whose son always seems to walk in the room during the interview. But uh, it was fun nonetheless. It absolutely was. And so I know your podcast drops on Thursday, so people listening to this can tune in to that night's program, mm-hmm. or tonight's program, I should say, if I'm speaking in the right parlance. We've got Tracy Hackler coming on the program. We've got Mike Fruitman from Mike Stadium Sports Cards, and we're going to have a Panini Break-A-Palooza with certified basketball, prism football, Don Ross basketball, prime racing, playoff football, and prison basketball. So awesome. it'll be a uh, panini break night. And uh, for people that don't know, we always give away the hits. So tune in, and you will have a chance to win the cards we pull. Can we talk about panini prime racing for a minute? I'm so excited about this product. I haven't, right? even, I haven't even got my hands on it yet, but I loved prime hockey, and I was like, just think of the patch cards that can come off a of oh, freaking fire suit. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you look at a fire suit, and it's just it's drool worthy to begin with. And then knowing that some of the size of those patches, because it's expensive to sponsor, dude, they're direct. I mean, they're perfect for right. trading cards. Yes, so you're not necessarily just getting a piece. Sometimes you're getting the whole brand, right? Which is just perfect for Prime. Absolutely, and that that screams DJ. Like it, it just seems like right. a product DJ was all over, right? It just. Yep. I mean, no, I don't know. We're not best friends or anything, but I know him well enough to know that that he had his hands all over that. He had to have. Absolutely, I I, I would bet money on that as well. It's a good call. DJ Kazmarek's a huge NASCAR fan, and it seems like you know having Prime as a brand in your arsenal. Uh, it was just a matter of putting two and two together, and you're right. I, I would bet that he would be the guy that did it. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Before, I, we were talking about the awards, and uh, last year, one of the awards is, you know, the product of the year. But what have been some of your favorite products in 2018? Some of my favorite products in 2018. All right, nothing like being put on the spot. Um, I am, okay, first and foremost, I had been not screaming, but urging tops to put out a hobby version of the women's division. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It had been relegated to retail for what, two or three years. Mm -hmm. And I'm like at the distributor meeting, I said, you guys got to release a hobby edition of this. Now is the time. And given everything that transpired this year with the rebranding from divas uh, to superstars revolution to the evolution Mm pay-per-view, It was an absolutely perfect storm, and I think they did uh, the product complete justice. So that was one of the products that I, I really liked. Um, in terms of some of your um, uh, Topps baseball products, um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised uh, by gold. Okay. Um, I, thought, I, I thought that was pretty well done, and... Um, I don't always feel that way sure. uh, because I oftentimes feel like I'm looking at the same 50 players and there was enough diversity in there and the look of the cards and the aesthetic. I like that. Um, Triple Threads, um, that, that's that been a brand that, it, uh, that I, I'll be the first to admit. I used to hate it. I used to just absolutely hate it because I found it so hard to decipher some of those letter die cuts. Sure. Um it's grown on me a little bit. 
uh, most definitely. Artifacts Hockey, early in the season here, but I thought that was, again, really well done uh, with uh, ties to the Bounty Program. Mm -hmm. And let's see, Archives Baseball, I thought that was pretty well done. That's another brand that's grown on me a little bit. Uh, something I'm really looking forward to is Playbook. Oh yeah, NFL football. Yeah. I when I saw the solicitation for that, I know I know it's gotten a little bit of a a bad rap when it was out a couple years ago, but from what I can tell, um, if what holds true from the sell sheet and the solicitation, the books look better. There's going to be more of them. And the designs themselves looked absolutely tight to me. So I'm really curious to see how that pans out. The, yeah, the solicitation looked amazing. So um, if those mock-ups uh, hold true, they're going to be great. I want to I mention a baseball product. that It's, it's on, the, on the lower end of products, but I really loved it. Uh, was Big League, Topps Big League. I thought it was great. The design was clean. It was a simple enough set. And we always talk about getting kids back in, involved in the hobby, and that's a good way to do it with that product right there. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I know that a lot of collectors did, not just even young people, but I know my co-host Ivan Lovegren, mm -hmm. he absolutely loved it, I know, as well. And, you know, it. as long as Topps continues to produce things to meet every price point, you really can't knock on them too bad because sure. they've been they've been delivering what the market wants, and seeing a new lower end brand like that that uh, delivers a larger base set, I think, has been right up the alley. Some people have been looking for. Now, it's not the tops total that a small fragment of the uh, hobby has been screaming for. Right, Harris Dale Gum. I'm talking to you, <laughs> but uh, it, it's getting there. You know, uh, so. Hey, 400 cards, right? That's, exactly. no, that's not too shabby. It's not too shabby. And another product that I really like that seemed to kind of fall flat, and I don't and I don't understand why, because the chase element was there, was Upper Deck Synergy Hockey. I thought it was a beautiful product. I thought the chase element and the bounty program was were amazing aspects to it. And it kind of kind of fell flat on the market. I don't I don't get it, but it was, just got my vote for one of the one of the better products this season or this year. I like the innovation. I like the metal. I like the color. Mm -hmm. However, um, because it's not it's not that hit driven product, right? I think it needs it, it needs a little time to develop itself as a brand. And looking at the preview of this year and the recent announcement of some additional content added to it, uh -huh. uh, I look. For synergy to get a little bit more love than it did last year and to, to kind of be a little bit more sticky so i have high hopes still for uh synergy as a brand and think that people who didn't like it last year should definitely give it a retry and if you didn't last year definitely check it out this year yeah definitely check it out all right, man, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know that we both yeah. have jobs we got to do. But uh, before we get out of here again, give my listeners the details for uh, National Hobby Shop Day. All right, National Hobby Shop Day. Visit the Facebook page at National Hobby Shop Day on Facebook. There you'll find a, a list of stores that are participating. And, again, if your store isn't, please be sure to ask them why and have a them contact gts we'd love to have them involved next year you can check out go gts live 
on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Thursday night. Awesome. All right, Rob. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, again, you saved my butt. I didn't have an interview lined up, and you came in. So uh, just thanks for that. And uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? You got it, brother. All right, you thanks. guys. Hi, guys. My name is Mike Rubin. I own Colorado's best card shop, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, and you are listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys. Rob Bertrand, if you need him, please go check out National Hobby, Hobby Shop Day, uh, December 8th. There's 100... Is that was, Saturday? Yeah, it's, it's next it's Saturday. Saturday. Okay, yeah. cool. Not this Saturday, next Saturday. Right, right. There's uh, over 100 shops participating this time. Uh, pizza parties, raffles, uh, giveaways, just a bunch of bunch of stuff. Awesome. Yeah, a bunch of stuff to get into. And um, f- like Rob said, you can go. You can go search the map. He gave you the website. Go search the map. See where. See what hobby shops are participating in. And if your hobby shop is not. Ask them why, and then yeah. get them involved next year because we'd love to love to have that happen uh, next year. Very cool. And then again, cool. uh, w- w- our awards is coming up. We 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 went over the template, and uh, we'll have that posted for live voting here pretty soon. So, and uh, we'll have that make that happen. So, for someone new to the show, and yeah. maybe for some new listeners, how does that process go? Is so the not- awards, yeah. All right. So uh, what that is is. Basically, it's a survey monkey survey. Sure. And we, we, we come up, we give you a, a list of the products that we think are applicable, applicable in, in each category. Yeah. So, you know, baseball, football, best autograph, yada, 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 and you vote through the whole thing. I, I can tell okay. you that this podcast is up for uh, best, pod, uh, best sports work. Best sports collectible podcast. Very cool. So uh, if we don't win, I'm not doing the show ever again. It's not. <laughs> ah, we're stopping. <laughs> so actually, that category is full of great shows. So let's um, go. Let's go. There's there's that. Uh, also, this year they're a little bit different. That I know it's going to be uh, just slightly different. Is you we had a best sports card blog last year, and we only picked like eight of them. Okay. This year you have the option to write it in. Cool. So. Um, when when does voting start again? Yeah, I mean, we're not sure. We we got yeah. I uh, we got the template this morning. I'm sure it'll be live by next week. Okay, and then cool. We'll put it together and uh, yeah, we'll have to blast that out on social media then. Blast it out, have cool. fun with it, and um, get everybody involved in the hobby like they were last year. Then what happens is uh, 2017 nominated. Yeah. yeah. So what happens is uh, at the end, like towards the end of the year. So it'll probably be the last week of December. I think that's what it was last year. We we hosted. Uh, it was like a two and a half hour show. And uh-huh. we and we it was an award ceremony is basically That's what awesome. it was. So we did that. That was fun. Uh, all right, let's talk about do you a little wanna... bit of Beckett whatevs. Okay, okay. We... So we're gonna get into some uh, some news. Yes, yeah, one that news. you just told me about. That's mm-hmm. uh, kind of a precarious and terrifying situation to yes. be in. And I'm not talking about the Sentinelese. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> about the hang gliding incident you just showed me. This is ridiculous, man. Um, this, and we're gonna bring this all back to collecting, guys. So don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. But uh. I, you know, I'm a fat guy, <laughs> so I'm not hang gliding to begin with, right? Yeah, it's, no, it's that's just not, not happening it's for me. Just not happening. I have a terrifying fear of heights, man. I'm not, I'm not going near, I'm not going near Ferris wheels, yeah. top of buildings, yeah. monkey perches. Uh, I'm not doing any of them. Uh, <laughs> so there's, there's this guy. I don't, I forget his name. I, I, I read the article, but I forget his name. Yeah. He's on vacation. He wants to go hang gliding. Mm-hmm. So the video starts. In a very nice way, he's up on this. He's up on a uh, high hill, or whatever. as most of these things go. Yeah, and he's they they take off running, and then immediately after liftoff, yeah, 
you can tell something is wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he is just hanging on for dear life. It's when he realizes he's not attached to... The pilot of the hang glider said that he forgot to attach him to oh, the hang glider. Oh, just forget. It's now, just... Okay. I, he, okay, so it was in... Uh, oh, it was in Switzerland. It was in Switzerland, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. The guy was from Florida, I think. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. So... For those of you who haven't seen this, I mean, you could just, just Google hang glider incident yeah. this week. It is... It is a bad sight. Man. It is nothing I want to be a part of. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so for four thousand, like it was two and a half minutes gliding at four thousand feet. Yeah. Which, okay, just to give you an example, I was I was it, in the man. army and the airborne jumped from five thousand feet. Okay. Oh. So this is just a thousand feet less than what the airborne jumped Jeez, from. Jeez, Louise. And how are you on roller coasters? I'm fine. Okay, so you don't have like a. I don't, have, I don't a, have like a fear of heights. I don't have a fear of highlights. You have a fear of dying. Yeah, I, I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fall. Here's the thing, though, man. He held yeah. on for like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Okay. He probably reached muscle failure at like 45 seconds. Oh, that's probably true. You know, at talking? that point, I would wonder if adrenaline just kind of kicked in. Yeah, I would hope so. I think so. And you, like, if you watch the video, the the pilot is holding him up. He's trying to hold him up. He's yeah. doing everything. So, to the guy's credit. He he held on as long as he could, and they finally landed. He got low enough where he could fall, he released his fall, and he broke his right. wrist. Well, I mean, think if that's all you're going to break, you're right? Break, but yeah, you can see in the video too. He's like kind of like clinging on his leg too. Yeah, he's, he's like really terrified. Yeah, exactly. Man. So, but oh lord. To this man's credit, yeah. he said that he wants to do it again because he wants to experience what hang gliding is supposed like, to like. Yeah, it's got more cojones than I do, man. If if that happened to me, I would never even look at a I would, paraglider. I would. Yeah, it wouldn't be great. So then, well, as we were talking about that you brought up the Sentinelese Island. I did, uh, man. I had a huge this happened just before Thanksgiving. Yes, I had a huge binge um, just like looking all this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so how do you feel about it? Um, first of all, you can't be. Let's just lay this on the table. You can't be super smart if you're gonna be going to a extremely hostile part of the world where they don't speak English mm-hmm. in the hopes of teaching them something in English. So here's the thing. <laughs> and I said this off here, and I'll, I'll say it here on, on, sure. on air. Everybody who listens to this podcast know, knows my views and thoughts. I'm a Christian. Yeah. I, 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 Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior, and I believe that wholeheartedly. And I'm, I'm not, I don't mock you, and you don't mock me, and we're no. good. You know? And yeah. I'm not saying you specifically, but that's how I believe. Yeah. I know what the Bible says about going into the world and spreading the good news. I know what that says. Yes. This man is dumb. <laughs> Tell how it is. And he should not have done this. They're like, there are just ways to go about this. And being bold and brazen out to go out and, and try to do this yourself when there are rules in place to not be in contact with these people. Right. This, it's for a reason. There are civilized places on the earth that could have definitely use what, he, what his services were. Yeah. Like he didn't need to go... I just don't understand. So he had a blog up where he did he really kind of went into detail before he actually went on the yeah. uh, um, on the uh, mission, sure. so to speak. And he he knew it looked like yeah, he, he knew. knew he was gonna of he wasn't gonna make it. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, see, here's the thing: there are laws in, in that country. Like I, he wasn't like so not self aware of the fact that he was going into somewhere that was extremely dangerous. Sure. It just I don't understand what the whole point of it was. It's. There's also something extremely inherently spooky about a place on Earth like that. Yeah. That you hasn't been know. touched by civilization. Yeah. It's just weird. Have you seen King Kong? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like that. Exactly. I mean, it is probably exactly like that. Yeah. You know? Wait, the Samuel L. Jackson version or the... Both. Or the Adrian Brody version. The Adrian Brody version. <laughs> oh, you're talking about... Um, oh, God. That, that Samuel Jackson one was such a mess. It was. So, but back to this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, there are rules in place. And yeah. And, like... 
Exactly. Do not go within five nautical miles of this. I don't know what a nautical mile is, but I'm not going. I'm not doing that. They shot him dead, and he was holding a Bible and gifts. Yeah. So here's the thing. Logic doesn't apply here. <laughs> the, they sorry. shot him dead on the third try. The first two tries, yeah. he didn't. like. They were like strict warnings like, hey, Whoa. we don't want this. Really? Go, yeah. He went back. One, so he <laughs> went the first day, yeah. and he, he, they, he escaped narrowly. Okay. He went back the second day, and they broke his canoe, and he escaped narrowly. How's he even escaping? The third day, okay. they were like, we've had it. You're this done. Guy's done. And here's the thing. Okay. I, it's a sad situation, right? It is, but, it is sad because a life was lost. But he, kn- he knew better. He right. knew better. And right, there are right, people right. in this country who are calling for justice for his, this man's death. There, there is no justice no, here. No, it This was... man did something wrong. Yeah, it was, I mean... It, Justice it, has been served. If you know you're going to die and you do it anyway, right. is that is that suicide? No. No, that's it's not... not. But, and again, I get why he's doing <clears throat> it. I understand the commandment in the Bible. I, yeah. I know what it is. But there are, there are better ways to go about this situation. And he there went are. rogue and, and got all... Uh, the uh, did, up. the two fishermen that aided him in him reaching yeah. the island have been charged with murder. Yeah, there you go. So, what there does that you tell go. you? All right, so well, uh, enough of that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of murder, I went and saw Creed this uh, over the holiday weekend. How does murder tie into that? Because Without in Rocky IV... Oh, that's true. Apollo Creed, rest in peace. Apollo Creed was murdered in the ring. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can see how... That is a segue. Yes. <laughs> that's a, that is an Eric <laughs> way right there. So, I've never seen one. He was, uh, he was beaten brutally in the ring by uh, Ivan Drago. Hard to watch that scene, yeah, by the way. It still is. Still to this day. Because he punches him kind of like square yeah, in the nose. Right. And like cracks. I'm like, oh, man, I can't. So but, this, man, Creed, Creed 2 is, is amazing. Yeah. It really is. Uh, so We did a whole podcast on props about it. Me and Kevin Go broke it down. Out. Uh, the, just so you, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that, there are spoilers involved. Please know that. But with that being said, Michael it, B. Jordan, it's good. A, Michael B. Jordan, anything that man though. touches is gold. It's kind of true, though, isn't it? Yeah. There's this movie he did, and it kind of ties into the geeky side of things. But if you, y'all need to check out a movie called Chronicle, okay, um, it is not very well known, but it's one of my favorites. Basically. If you take um, Cloverfield, a sure. found, found footage movie, and combine right. it with Michael Jordan um, and two other teenagers in high school getting superpowers, sure, found footage, and they're like playing with Legos and like trying to like figure out how to like their their psychic abilities work. Mm-hmm. But it's Michael Jor- Michael B. Jordan. Okay, it's really cool. It's called Chronicle. Check that out. It came out like ten years ago. Awesome. But anyway, um, so the movie's great. Yeah, absolutely great. And uh, my co-host on props, uh, Kevin. Hagelin at 105.3, the fan, the KNC masterpiece, will tell you that a lot of people want to compare this movie to Rocky IV, okay. and that's that's the natural comparison. Is the, are the narratives parallel, kind of? There are more of a narrative parallel in Rocky III than it is Rocky IV. Okay. So, uh, but it's still there. Man, it's it's such a good movie. I so really, that's interesting I really, really to me, it. because it, it, from the trailers and from the setup, you would think it would be like Rocky IV. Yeah. Right? But so Rocky III was more about Rocky dealing with the... Um, Setbacks of fame, yeah, and uh, getting complacent and stuff like that. Yeah. So it still follows. Yeah, oh, the, interesting. The, the narratives there uh, in in Creed two are very close to Rocky three, okay. definitely. So uh, please go listen to that yeah. podcast. It's a it's a really good one. Go listen then, to the podcast and then go check out the film and see for yourself. I'm gonna go check it out this weekend uh, with my brother and hopefully love it just as much as you. I liked Creed one. Yeah, Creed one yeah, was great. Creed one was good. Um, did you ever see the 
I guess, sixth Rocky Balboa movie, where he's uh, old. Rocky Balboa is called Man, Rocky Balboa. I watched that like a week ago. Just, okay. just, just for no reason, other than to just watch it. Man. Can I, can I tell you a story about sure. that? Sure. Rocky Balboa. So, all right, so everybody, we want, we all want to agree that Rocky Five never happened, right? It Rocky was, Five didn't happen. Yeah, Rocky it's Five. It's weird. They just skipped that number. Just completely it's, skipped it. So like, Rocky Balboa <laughs> came out during my second deployment. It's 2006. Yeah, it was 607. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the day it came out, mm. like, like we were talking about that that weekend, oh, we want to see it. You know, we can't wait to get back to the States or whatever. We'll, we'll I would check have loved out. to see that in theaters. Yeah, yeah. And on. then uh, <laughs> the next day, I believe it was around Thanksgiving too. Yeah. Uh, was, so the next day or the next couple of days, we were in the dining facility and it, they were having a big meal. I think because I think it was Thanksgiving, but uh, we looked up on the on the television screen and Rocky Balboa was playing on the television screen. So we were like, "Hold on, but wait, that's Balboa. How did that happen?" And then we went, "Oh yeah, we live in the land of of pirated videos." Oh, so this cool. was this was like a straight rip from the studio, oh, my though. Lord, and we're oh, so, really? yeah. So we're sitting there watching Rocky Balboa in the dining facility. That's a cool experience. A straight rip from the from the, uh, the well, studio. Well, in the states, it's still in like theaters. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. Oh, that would be really cool. I liked it. It was fun. I'm, I'm, I, not, I'm not suggesting that people should pirate videos. No, don't, don't don't pirate. I think we're past that now, right? With right. if Netflix is ten bucks a month, sure. Hey, you know, come on, stop. <laughs> I, I don't know that the, like the studio didn't give it to somebody over there for us to. Hey, have. who's to say? Know. Who's to say? But it was good. I I watched. I watched. I remember that was. I've my, gone on YouTube and uh, I've seen like rips of like people like yeah. camcorders and stuff. But it's yeah. just like I would never do that. Yeah, that's terrible. We don't. We don't. Uh, don't, don't do pirate. That. Don't do that ever. Yeah. But yeah, you got to support the artist. But I love that movie, Rocky yeah. Balboa. I it's mean, the one, that's like in my top ten. So his son in that movie, yeah, uh, from Heroes. Yeah, yeah. He's. Did you know that? I I knew this because my son, my son is eight. Yeah, and uh, th- this plays a big a big role in my home. Uh, he is the voice of Logan in most of the X Men. Michael Venter. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting, especially the newer stuff. So he's very strange. Exactly, that's where I knew him from. I didn't know he was in Heroes, but he he was. Oh yeah, he's one of the main dudes in Heroes. Yeah. him and like his brother. Oh man, Heroes. Whew, I miss that show. Anyway, really? Yeah, he's so like skinny. I, you wouldn't you wouldn't think so. Yeah. I guess he auditioned well or something. I guess so. I will have to check that out. I guess so. Interesting. So, um, did you want to talk about the top five beards? Yeah, let's get to that. Let's let's close that out because let's do uh, that. Uh, we need to close out the month of November with. Uh, I think you'll get all of these, November. except maybe like. I think you'll get them all. I really do. All right, top five beards in comic books. This top time. five beards in comic books, man. I'm we need to do sports. Let's just run those down because they're obvious ones. Let's do it. All right. So. Braun Strowman, number five. Okay, and you'll forgive me if I have to Google some of these. That's okay. Okay, Braun. I don't even really want your reaction. You can if you want to. Okay. Braun Strowman from the WWE is number five. Okay. That beard is is awesome, and if, if you disagree, you're going to get these hands. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like a mountain man. Yes, he is. Whoa. He's oh, a get mountain. these hands. I yeah. have funny. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, number f- four. Are, are we, we're kind of on number one. Okay. Yeah. Go. Number four. Yeah. Who did I put at number four? <gasps> we'll come back to it. Okay. Number three. Whoa. James Harden of the of the Houston Rockets. That beard is. I know him. Yeah. Okay. That beard is legit, bro. Yeah. Hold on. Harden. <laughs> I think looks, I know who he is. Oh it my up. god. Yeah. Okay. That guy. Yeah. Okay. That's nope. crazy. It's like a mask. <laughs> yeah. It is. Number two. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Brent Burns of the San Jose Sharks. Okay. Go ahead and check that out. And while you're looking up Brent Burns, it's so long. 
while you're looking up Brent Burns, we'll go ahead and go number one. Okay. Joe Thornton. Yep. Of the San yeah, Jose I agree. Sharks. Yeah, you showed me this one a few weeks back, and I I, I love that. I, I have to agree, I, man. His when I originally has more circumference than his face. Yeah. When I originally told you this that he was going to be number one, you said, yeah. "Oh my God, it's a thicket." So oh, <laughs> it really is. I just don't understand how you can how to grow that sort of beer. That's crazy. So what I do want to tell you back, and since we're talking about collecting um, testosterone, is okay. is Brent Burns? <laughs> while you're, while you're googling yeah. on the Google machine, crazy. Google Brent Burns Young Guns. Google that, and we'll check out. I want you. I just want to see your reaction to what to, to Brent Burns Young Guns. Wow. Completely different person, right? It's not the same guy, man. It's completely different. What? Yeah. He looks like he could be in Dawson's Creek. Yeah. He and does. now he looks like he could annihilate yeah. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why crazy. it's called murder and not mud duck. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an office reference. He looks a little bit like Jon Snow yeah. from Game of Thrones yeah. without the beard. Yeah. But that's just me. So there you go. All right. Let's break down these. Uh, what was your number four? I don't remember my name. Ah, uh, it'll just be lost to time. It will, it will lost to time. That's fine. We're running out of time, so okay, let's, let's do... We'll wrap it up with the top five beards and comic books. Okay, now, I need to know, did you go comic books or comic I went, book movies? Because I was... It's I, a mix of both. All right. It, it, but I, I, made, I didn't pick weird characters. Okay. Like, I didn't put 1992 Cable okay. whenever he came back and had a beard. Like sure. I, it's all guys you probably know. All right. The most obscure one is probably number five, all right. who is uh, Sinestro. With his little pencil-thin mustache, uh-huh. uh, he is the Yellow Lantern. He's basically right. Green Lantern's yeah. antagonist. All right. If you Googled him, you'd be a little bit weirded out, maybe just by seeing him the first time, because he's basically just a pink dude with a French mustache. All right. But he's terrifying. Montfree. Okay. All right. Number four, and All this right. is where we start getting into the, hey, everybody knows these characters, right? Sure. Number four, a little lower than you might expect, but Tony Stark's legendary goatee is number four. Tony Stark's goatee, <clears throat> I, I can see it at number four because it's not a full beard. It's not a full beard. Yeah. It's not a full beard. But um, number three, and in my opinion, I think I think it's a little bit better, Oliver Queen's long-standing goatee that he's had since, like, s- the 70s. So Oliver, his, his but he, he grows that facial hair out. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll like he gets he has a well. See, the the cool thing about Oliver Queen's facial hair is that in every single iteration, whether it's the DC multiverse, whether it's Justice League, sure. anytime he makes an appearance, he they've never lost that patch, man. He here, always has it. It's withstood the test of time. Okay, here's I, I have to ask you this in the CW. I have to ask you this. Okay, because sometimes it's blonde. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes it's orange. So here's the or thing. What, what are you talking? I can I can get behind a blonde beard, but if you see a dude just with a blonde mustache, that's that's a creep, man. That's terrible. Yeah, like that's true. That's like a guy with a like guys who guys who have a ponytail. They only do two things: they either play the ukulele or they're a creep. And or sometimes the, it's both. If, yeah, sometimes it's both. Okay, but just the blonde mustache is creepy. So yeah, you're 100 percent right. Blonde facial hair is the worst facial hair. Yeah. And I think in this situation, only works in comic books, and might actually be why he doesn't have a any facial hair in the uh, CW. Okay, all version. right. All right. So number, that was number three. Number three. Number two is comic book Lando Billy Williams mustache. Lando Billy Williams. In the comic books, he maintains his amazing caterpillar mustache. Okay. And uh, I mean, that's a legendary mustache. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can't. I mean, it's Billy D. Williams. Sure. But the cool thing is, he always looks like. Billy D. Williams so, in the comic books. It's so a faithful Don- recreation. Donald Glover did a really good job. Oh, he did, didn't he? And he still had that mustache. Yeah. And so he did. Okay. It's not. It's, it's not going to be as full as right. Billy D's because right. it's Billy D. 
But yeah, no, I, I uh, actually need to go pick up Solo on Blu-ray here yeah. in the next couple Shout weeks. Shout out to so. Donald Glover. Great movie. This is America. Go okay. ahead. Number one, it's not traditionally a beard. And I guess it's weird that I'm noticing this, but not a lot of like comic book characters have full beards because they still need to have like some sort of personality. But sure. The most popular things are actually more mustaches and like in, on the chin and stuff like right. that. Kind of like yours. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like a full beard. So it's a, what is it? A, a goatee. It's a goatee. Yeah. Right. But number t- number one, Wolverine's Mutton Chops. Okay. I get you that. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I have one discrepancy. <gasps> Which one? Number one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Why? It It's good. It's Wolverine. I get it. It's Wolverine. His Mutton Chops are synonymous. In the movie Logan, they even yeah. cut it to make him look like Wolverine right. because it's so part of his character. Sure. And... You know, you could, I could have been like Wolverine's or Logan's beard, sure, in the movie, but right. no, I wanted his mutton chops. I would have, I would have got rid of Sinestro, put Logan further back. Okay, and who would be your number one? I know it's not a comic book per se, but um, now that I'm can't ready, do Gandalf. No, not okay. Gandalf. Gandalf would have been good, but well, only because I like it. And it's a Pirates of the Caribbean character that had the uh, the sea tentacles and it, as the Black, beard. Uh, but, yeah, I, the the squid guy. Yeah, yeah. I would have totally put that weird, number one. I don't think so. That's not a beard. Sure, it's just it an is. arrangement of squid tentacles on a face. <laughs> it's not a beard. Awesome, awesome. All right. Cool. Uh, I guess that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, before we do get out of here, though, uh, good Thanksgiving. You good? No, oh, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Food coma for like forty eight hours afterwards. Awesome. Yeah, like from six p.m. To 6 p.m. Sun, Saturday. It's a long time to be in a food coma. Delicious, though. That's good. That's good. Was yours good? Oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, had, uh, I prayed. I I'm, said, st- I'm still going through it, man. I still got turkey and cranberry sauce in our fridge right now. Really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. This is what <laughs> I prayed. This was my Thanksgiving prayer. Yeah. I said, Lord, I said, Lord Jesus, thank you for the friends that came and the family that didn't. And we had, a, we had a great time. I like that one. Hey, that's, <laughs> we had a great that's time. quirky. I like that. That's, I like that. <laughs> All right, man, let's get out of here. Uh, next week's show is, is going to be chock full of fun. I uh, can't spoil who it is yet, but uh, when we get it confirmed I don't even and locked down, uh, we'll, we'll let you know on Twitter. So until then, thanks for hanging out. Just keep listening. Cue the Drake.